I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host for The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome to our fourth episode of The Eclipse. Before we dive in, I, of course, just have to say thank you for joining me today. You know, some of you are heading back to the office, so maybe you're looking for something kind of fun and light to listen to on your daily commute. Some of you are doing your workout on your Peloton bike, and you want to listen to somebody less cool and hip than your cool Peloton fitness instructor, so maybe you're listening to me. Either way, If you are tuning into this podcast, you are supporting a veteran creator, and that is no small thing. Trust me. So thank you. This episode, I'm diving into the bizarre conspiracy theory that claims that the ridiculous movie franchise, The Matrix, is less fiction and more fact. That's right. There are people out in the world walking around right now that think that we are currently living in a sort of matrix. Now, let me break down what the movies were about before we dive into this nonsense that we are all just living through a simulation created by some other entity. As you could tell, I'm clearly not all that into this idea, but let's let's talk about it. So let's talk about the movies first. The Matrix movies encompass four different movies, all starring Keanu Reeves, who I love. I'm absolutely in love with Keanu Reeves. He's fantastic. The first movie came out when I was in high school in 1999 and was arguably the only good Matrix movie. The, The other three are just awful. You have to watch them. You got to. I made my husband watch them all back to back when we first moved to Virginia, but they're terrible. The premise is that humans have been harvested by artificial intelligence that has taken over the planet and thus humanity. In order to keep humanity placated while they are being harvested for energy in these weird like gross egg pod like things that the AI created, the AI created a type of virtual reality to trick humans into believing they are still living their real lives. Some humans managed to break free from the virtual reality, and they worked to help others break free and fight the Matrix, so to speak. Keanu Reeves plays a character named Neo, who is thought to be the chosen one that can deliver humanity from the AI virtual reality prison that they've been trapped in. The rest of the movie series is really just a lot of like cool fight scenes coupled with techno-punk music and like far too much patent leather. I mean, I'm not going to judge too harshly because for the first few years after The Matrix, I may or may not have had two patent leather duster coats, which were obviously super gross and in no way provided any warmth. So now that you get the general idea, let's talk about some of the real world theories running around out there. First, let's talk about Oxford philosopher Nick Bostrom. Mr. Bostrom argues that we are likely living in a simulation suggesting that a highly advanced supercomputer the size of a planet could run a humanity-sized simulation. How you go about proving that, I have no idea. But he said, quote unquote, we are almost certainly characters living in a computer simulation. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of confidence. So, I mean, in 2016, the great Elon Musk, who I am fascinated with, I absolutely love him, said, 
The odds that we're in base reality is one in billions, basically stating that it's ridiculous to assume that we aren't in a simulation. Now again, I am a huge Elon Musk fan. Anybody who knows me knows this. I absolutely think he's fantastic. I think he's the Da Vinci of our time. And I would break my arm to work with him or at least meet him. But this is also the same guy that thinks we will destroy ourselves via technology and that the solution is to use mass surveillance using artificial intelligence. So I'm no billionaire genius, but that doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe he can draw me a picture and talk like super slow and I'll understand. Now let's talk about another guy, a computer scientist and author, and I'm going to mess this up, Rizwan Verk. I think that's how you say his name. He said, quote unquote, there's a very good chance we are, in fact, living in a simulation. He goes on to state that you can never be 100% certain, but there is plenty of evidence that points in that direction. Like, I'm sorry, what? Let's talk about that evidence, shall we? So nuclear physicist Silas Bean says that certain particles have a maximum energy level, which could be like a simulated restraint. Now, again, I'm not a nuclear physicist, but compare this to like how if you're playing a video game, you can't go past certain areas, right? There's there's boundaries to the virtual reality within the video game. This maximum energy level according to Mr. Bean, is kind of that same concept. So as the thought goes, perhaps we have discovered our boundary that's been created by our simulators. Um, so and basically making it out that we may be on the cusp of where the simulated, meaning us, discovers our simulator. Whoa, whoa. Talk about screwing with your mind on that one. Think about that like what if we did discover that we weren't really real and we discovered our creator would we really comprehend what we had found or would we just view it as like a second coming of god and when you think about that maybe other such moments when people have quote unquote seen god they've really just discovered the simulation and been reset by our simulator how about that for crazy now let's see what do i think I don't think we were in a kind of matrix, mainly because when we die, we leave behind remnants like fossils and such. Like what would be the point of all that if we were a simulation? Why would it, why make the simulation that complex? Why not just have us forget those that we've lost? Wouldn't that be easier? Like you just kind of erase it and then you're like, oh, I don't really, all of a sudden I don't remember that person. I don't, I, I have no recollection of them. Plus, what would be the purpose of the simulation. Surely we aren't fuel for some other being or artificial intelligence. Or I guess we could be, in which case, super duper gross. But then why make me suffer through being pregnant, not once, but twice, and childbirth? Wouldn't that all be fake? And then mean, wouldn't that mean that my kids weren't real? And then I would be fake, right? Because my mom carried me in her belly. Like she recalls me being born. I mean, this all kind of sounds like Inception or whatever that terrible movie was with Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, like where you're, it's a dream within a dream within a dream. It's like, it's a simulated baby within a simulated baby within a simulated baby. I don't know. Like to me, it just doesn't make any sense. I guess I should address the red pill, blue pill question. So in the movie, 
Those who have been identified as possibly ready to leave the matrix are offered a choice. They can take the red pill and wake up from the simulation and face a life fighting the machines, or take the blue pill and continue to live in simulated ignorant bliss. So basically, you can take DayQuil or NyQuil. So what pill would I take if I was given the option? I mean, that's super hard for me to choose, if I'm being honest. I hate the idea of not knowing something. So the desire to take the red pill, or DayQuil, if you will, <laughs> is strong because, I mean, I'd want to know. But I've seen the movie, and if you take the NyQuil pill, the blue pill, you basically wake up in a weird, goopy egg thing naked and you have to pull all these mechanical things off of your body and from your throat and I'm basically super prissy and hate the idea of being goopy naked and goopy and pulling things out of my throat which makes me think I'd have to ask if that's how I'd wake up and if the answer was yes like if I you know, like if Lawrence Fishburne who's plays Morpheus who, who offers Neo Dayquil or Dyquil would you like Dayquil or would you like Nyquil and if I asked Lawrence Fishburne like well if I take the Nyquil if I take the if I take the Dayquil, am I gonna be all like naked and goopy and have to pull like things off my body? And if Lawrence Fishburne were to look at me and go, well, I mean, yes, you know, um, I'd probably go ahead and take the blue pill down the hatch. It would go. Uh, I'd take that Nyquil and I'd continue to blissfully not be naked and goopy. <laughs> so I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that Lawrence Fishburne would give me that, like, are you serious? You're going to take, you're going to take the blue pill? I go, oh, yes, I don't like being sticky. So I will go ahead and just continue to live my simulated day-to-day -day life. I'll go ahead and do that. Tune in for the next episode where I will discuss various conspiracy theories surrounding our own moon. Is it made of cheese? Would cheese smell bad in space, do you think? Are aliens on the moon watching us, waiting for, I mean, what could they be waiting for? Could they be waiting for more cheese? Tune in next time to find out. Thank you again for listening, and please take the time to follow my podcast on my Substack or on Spotify. Find me on Twitter at at MohawkModerate, and please swing by thepoliticalinsider.com and read my articles and those of other talented fellow writers. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and you've been listening to The Eclipse.